Now, the last time we were together, uh, we saw that uh, Jacob's uncle Laban uh, deceived him and uh, gave him uh, the the sister that he did not want to be his wife. And uh, needless, regardless of that situation, uh, Jacob uh, began to have children with his wives. Now we will uh, pick up in Genesis chapter 30. And let's read along. Genesis 30. When Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, she became jealous of her sister. She said to Jacob, Give me children or I'll die. Jacob became angry with her and said, Am I in the place of God? Who has kept you from having children? Then she said, Here is Billa, my maidservant. Sleep with her, so that she can bear children for me, and that through her I too can build a family. So she gave him her servant Billa as a wife. Jacob slept with her, and she became pregnant and bore him a son. Then Rachel said, God has vindicated me. He has listened to my plea and given me a son. Because of this, she named him Dan. Rachel's servant Billa conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, I have had a great struggle with my sister, and I have won. So she named him Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, she took her maidservant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, What good fortune! So she named him Gad. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, How happy I am! The women will call me happy. So she named him Asher. During wheat harvest, Reuben went out into the field and found some mandrake plants which he brought to his mother Leah. Rachel said to Leah, Please, give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, Wasn't it enough that you took away my husband? Will you take away my son's mandrakes too? Very well, Rachel said. He can sleep with you tonight in return for your son's mandrakes. So when Jacob came in from the fields that evening, Leah went out to meet him. You must sleep with me, she said. I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he slept with her that night. God listened to Leah, and she became pregnant and bore Jacob our fifth son. Then Leah said, God has rewarded me for giving my maidservant to my husband. So she named him Issachar. Leah conceived again and bore Jacob our sixth son. Then Leah said, God has presented me with a precious gift. This time my husband will treat me with honor because I have borne him six sons. So she named him Zebulun. Sometime later she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her and opened her womb. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my disgrace. She named him Joseph, and said, May the Lord add to me another son. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me on my way so I can go back to my own homeland. Give me my wives and children for whom I have served you, and I will be on my way. You know how much work I've done for you. But Laban said to him, If I have found favor in your eyes, please stay. I've learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. He added, Name your wages, and I will pay them. Jacob said to him, 
You know how hard I have worked for you, and how your livestock have fared under my care. The little you had before I came has increased greatly, and the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. But now, when may I do something for my own household? What shall I give you? he asked. Don't give me anything, Jacob replied. But if you will do this one thing for me, I will go on tending your flocks and watching over them. Let me go through all your flocks today, and remove from them every speckled or spotted sheep, every dark-colored lamb, and every spotted or speckled goat. They will be my wages, and my honesty will testify for me in the future, whenever you check on the wages you have paid me, any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted, or any lamb that is not dark-colored, will be considered stolen. Agreed said Laban, let it be as you have said. That same day, he removed all the male goats that were streaked or spotted, and all the speckled or spotted female goats, all that had white on them, and all the dark-colored lambs, and he placed them in the care of his sons. Then he put a three-day journey between himself and Jacob, while Jacob continued to tend the rest of Laban's flocks. Jacob, however, took fresh-cut branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees, and made white strips on them by peeling the bark and exposing the white inner wood of the branches. Then he placed the peeled branches in all the watering troughs, so that they would be directly in front of the flocks when they came to drink. When the flocks were in heat and came to drink, they mated in front of the branches, and they bore young that were streaked or speckled or spotted, Jacob set apart the young of the flock by themselves, but made the rest face the streaked and dark-colored animals that belonged to Laban. Thus he made separate flocks for himself, and did not put them with Laban's animals. Whenever the stronger females were in heat, Jacob would place the branches in the troughs in front of the animals so that they would mate near the branches, but if the animals were weak, he would not place them there. So the weak animals went to Laban, and the strong ones to Jacob. In this way the men grew exceedingly prosperous, and came to own large flocks, and maidservants, and menservants, and camels, and donkeys. Now, uh, we start out by being reminded that Rachel uh, has not bore Jacob any children. Notice uh, verses 1 and 2. Now, when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she became jealous of her sister. And she said to Jacob, give me children or else I die. Then Jacob's anger burned against Rachel and he said, am I in the place of God who has withheld you uh, the fruit of the womb? Now, uh, of course, uh, Jacob was probably troubled by this as well due to the fact that uh, Rachel, the wife that he loves, hasn't bore any children. But he makes a good point, uh, you know, what I'm saying uh, by letting her know that, hey, you know, uh, it's not on me that you haven't uh, had any children. But as a matter of fact, Jacob even points her anger towards the Lord when he says, you know, am, am I the Lord who has withheld the fruit of the womb from you? So in other words, he's saying, you know, take that up with the Lord. You know, it's not on me that you haven't had any children. Now, Jacob is now giving Rachel's, uh, he's now giving Rachel's maid as a wife. Notice verses three and four. And he said here, I'm sorry. And she said, here's our, my maid, Bella, go into her that she may bear on my knees 
that through her I too may have children. So she gave him her maid Bilhah as a wife and Jacob went into her. Now what we have to understand and remember in this time is that whenever a woman could not have a child, this was the means of how she went about it. Uh, if she had a maid, you know, a servant or whatever, uh, that person could ha who who uh, was able to bear children could have a child, and uh, that child would be theirs on on their behalf, if you will. Now, Bilhah has a son, and Rachel names him Dan. Notice verses five and six. And Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has vindicated me and has indeed heard my voice and has given me a son. Therefore, she named him Dan. Then we see, uh, now next we will see that Naphtali is Bilhah's second son, verses 7 and 8. Rachel's maid Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son so Rachel said with mighty wrestling I have wrestled with my sister and I have indeed prevailed and she named him Naphtali now we see that uh, not to be outdone by her sister Leah decides she will get in on the maid swap so she gives Zilpha to Jacob and she bears and she uh, bears Jacob two sons notice verses 9 through 13 when Leah saw that her, she had stopped bearing she took her maid Zilpha and gave her to Jacob as a wife and Leah's maid Zilpha bore Jacob a son then Leah said how fortunate so she named him Gad and Leah's maid Zilpha bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, Happy am I, for women will call me happy. So she named him Asher. So we see that uh, the family, the sons of Jacob, are uh, starting to grow. Now Leah and Rachel make a deal for Jacob over food. Uh, we would uh, see this in verses 14 and 15. Now, in the days of wheat harvest, Reuben went out and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, uh, it is a small matter for you to take my husband. And would you take my son's mandrakes also? So Rachel said, therefore, he may lay with you tonight in return for your son's mandrakes. Now, uh, they have made this deal uh, basically, basically over food of who can have uh, uh, Jacob uh, for the night. And... Uh, if we look at the uh, word mandrakes, Hebrew 1736, uh, which means Strong's H 1736, do die, do die. That is the Hebrew word for mandrakes, and we see that uh, that word means uh, uh, it's a love fruit or aphrodisiac. So uh, that is what she traded her husband for. Uh, so uh, Leah gives Jacob uh, three more children. In verses 16 through 21, we see now Jacob came in from the field in the evening and Leah went out to meet him and said, you must come in to me for I have surely hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he lied with her that night and God gave heed to Leah and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Then Leah said, God has given me my wages because I gave my maid to my husband. So she named him Issachar. Okay. 
Nope, I'm sorry. And then Leah conceived again. Let me continue. Then Leah conceived again and bore a sixth son to Jacob. Then Leah said, God has uh, endowed me with a good gift. Now my husband will dwell with me because I have borne him six sons. So she named him Zebulun. And afterwards, she bore a daughter and named her Dinah. So we see that now the uh, the womb of Leah has opened back up and she has bore Jacob uh, more sons. Now, after all this foolishness between Leah and Rachel, God opens Rachel's womb and she bores Joseph. Notice verses 22 through 24. Then God remembered Rachel and God gave heed to her and opened her womb. So she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she named him Joseph, saying, May the Lord give me another son. Now, uh, it is good to see uh, that after we sin and take matters in our own hand, God still provides. Now, uh, Jacob tells Laban it is time for him to go in verses 25 and 26. Now, it came about when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said to Laban, send me away that I may go to my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you. And let me depart for you yourself know my service, which I have rendered you. So after all of these years, Jacob is, you know, feeling homesick and realizing it's time for him to get out of there and, and be about his own business. But of course, Laban wants Jacob to stay so he can use him more. Uh, notice verses 27 through 30. Laban said to him, for now it pleases you. Stay with me. If now it pleases you, stay with me. I have divined that the Lord has blessed me on your account. And he continued, uh, name me your wages and I will give it. But he said to him, you yourself know how I have served you and how your kettle have fared with me. For you had little before I came and it has increased to a multitude and the Lord has blessed you wherever I turn. But now when shall I provide for my own household also? So Jacob is saying, look, man, you know, uh, yes, the Lord has blessed me. And in turn of that, I, it has blessed you. But now it's time for me to go about my way. Then it says uh, Jacob comes up with a way uh, to leave with some wealth, though. And we will look at verses 31 through 33 that tells us. So he said, what shall I give you? Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. If you will do this one thing for me, I will again pass and keep your flock. Let me pass through your entire flock today. Removing from there every speckled and spotted sheep and every black one among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats and such shall be my wages. So my honesty will answer for me later when you come concerning my wages. Everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and black among the lambs, if found with me, will be considered stolen. So Jacob it, from what I, what I understand it is probably sees that this is going to be a little tussle with his uncle to get up out of here so now he comes up with a plan to uh, for his uncle to let him leave but also for him to leave with some wealth of his own now uh, Laban cannot stop being de uh, de uh, deceptive notice verses 34 through 36 and Laban said good let it be according to your word so he removed on that day the striped and spotted male goats and all the speckled and spotted female goats every one with white in it and all the black ones among the sheep and gave them into the care of his sons and he put a distance of three days journey between himself and Jacob and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks 
Now, remember, Laban removed all the flock Jacob wanted before Jacob could get there in order to keep him there longer. So that's basically that is actually what Laban did. Like I said, he just cannot stop being deceptive. Okay, now uh, Jacob had a trick up his sleeve for his uncle. Notice verses 37 through 43 as we close out this chapter. Jacob took fresh rods of poplar and almond and plain trees and peeled white uh, stripes in them, exposing the white which was in the rods. And he set the rods which had uh, peeled in uh, in front of the flocks in the gutters, even in the watering troughs where the flock came to drink. And they made it when they came to drink. So the flocks made it by the rods and the flocks brought forth striped, speckled and spotted. Jacob separated the lambs and made the flock's face towards the striped and all the black in the flocks of Laban. And he put his own herds apart and did not put them with Laban's flocks. Moreover, it came about whenever the stronger of the flock were mating that Jacob would place the rods in the sight of the flock in the gutter so that they might mate by the rods. But when the flock was feeble, he did not put them in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger is Jacob. So the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks and female and male servants and camels and donkeys. Laban thought he had Jacob, but Jacob had him. It appears that Jacob knew Laban, his uncle, would try something dirty, so he was prepared for it. And we see, you know, Jacob, being the kind man that he is, uh, had a backup plan. Okay, that brings us to the end of Genesis 30. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.